Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Talk Sessions with Cole, and I'm your girl, Life Coach Cole. And I have a special guest here with me today for the very first time on my Talk Session podcast, my dear friend, Byron Tyner. Byron, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have you on. Yay! Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So, Byron, on this special podcast episode that we're talking about, it is the comeback of the comeback. It is spring cleaning out with the old and with the new. And I just want to tell the people a little bit about you. And I just want you to tell the people a little bit about what you have going on in your life right now. Okay. Um, so my name is Byron. Thank you for the introduction. Um, to those who don't know me, I am from Louisiana, a city called Bogalusa. I'm 32 years old. I am a social worker, currently working as a child welfare therapist, and I live in Seattle. Seattle! All the way from Louisiana to Seattle. And guys, I met Byron at the Southern University A&M College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Shout out to Southern. And I mean, we've been talking and we've been friends for a long time. And I just, I met Byron in social work and I became a life coach out of my social work practice or whatever. And Byron, it's just been a pleasure to see how far you've grown. And it's just been amazing to see you move from Bogalusa, Louisiana, all the way to Seattle. How did that happen? That's correct. That's far. I'm just saying that's super <laughs> far. What happened? Um, so it's very funny because um, I remember a couple of years ago, um, I looked into some different places to move to. I tried moving to Florida, tried moving to New Jersey. And, um, you know, in Florida, I couldn't find a job. It was like really difficult um, places that potentially said that they were hiring me before I actually moved there. They were like, once I got there, they were like, you're overqualified. You know, we can't pay you. We can't compensate you for this and that. So I was like, okay. So I ended up moving back home. Um, I eventually went to New Jersey and there were so many things going on. So it just wasn't the right fit at that time. Mm-hmm. So this time around, when I did move, I had been saving money for a while. I had everything in place to where, why not? Why, you know, why wouldn't he do well, you know, moving this time? So I basically had everything in place. And as I was speaking, you know, I, we've had conversations about this outside of this recording. Um, we talked about like how saving money is really important when you're trying to move or you're trying to do something very important in your life, um, we, especially when you're making a big step. Saving does help you out. It will save the day. It will, you yes. know, eliminate a lot of unnecessary stress that you can avoid. Um, you just have to plan. And that's what I did. I effectively planned this time around. And I made sure that I had everything in place to where nothing could go wrong. I prayed a lot about it. I had it on my vision board. I didn't tell anybody I was actually leaving this time. That was the difference. You know, um, the first two times, the first two times I told people that I was leaving and it didn't turn out as well as I thought it would. 
So I had to come back and, you know, to hear, you know, certain people would make remarks. You know, I, I found out that somebody made a remark about like, well, he came back, et cetera. And it wasn't that deep, you know, but I, what I did wrong was I explained myself to these people why I came back and I should not have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was on a defense mode thinking I needed to respond just to get my point across. But um, I'm, I will say this time around, I'm grateful at the way that I've made that I approached the situation this time. I did not tell anybody like I knew for at least two months that I was already leaving. So I told very few people I can count about maybe six at most. And I didn't tell anybody else because I did not need the distractions. I didn't want to hear why. I didn't want to hear, are you sure that's too far? I didn't tell anybody um, besides those people. And I'm grateful that I did that because I did not have any distractions at all. And I love that. I love that because a lot of mistakes were made when moving, when making a choice. Um, These are new seasons, people. Talking about May. May is a month full of newness. A lot of new things are going on. When I think of May, I think of new beginnings, birthdays, Mother's Day, all of these things, all of these new endeavors, and it's time to do some spring cleaning. And so, Byron, you made a big jump in moving and deciding, hey, this time I'm going to keep it on the low, keep it quiet, because I did not. I told everybody that I was moving to Atlanta. I I put it all on (laughs) Facebook, all on Instagram, everything. And I thought that from my last job that I left that I was going to have at least a couple thousand dollars to move here. And it didn't work out that way. I only had $200 when I moved out here. Wow. $200. And if it's not have been the grace of a good friend that helped me out, I would not have made it. And, and like you said, you know, telling everyone, telling everybody about your decisions, people discouraged me so much from moving out here you know, and those things get in your head and they make you have negative impact on your situations, your outlooks, how you handle things. Because I ended up having to move back home for a little while myself over the summer to handle some business, some things that I left undone in Louisiana. And I was so embarrassed about that, you know, having to go back home and made such a big deal about leaving home. And so, you know, it's just learning those different things in the season, who you can trust with information like that, who's going to encourage you, enlighten you, uplift you, and rock with you throughout this process. So I'm really glad that you shared that this time it was something that you kept quiet and mm-hmm. that you saved. And, like, now I want to know more about Seattle. What's that like? What's, what is that new season like for you? <laughs> Oh, Seattle, Seattle. So um, for clarification, I live like right outside of Seattle University, well, University Place, Washington. It's Mm -hmm. uh, right in Tacoma, basically. Um, So see what Seattle means for me, um, and shout out to Mental Health Awareness Month. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. So what I will say, um, it's brought me a lot of peace. It's brought me, you know, I get to be the man that I'm supposed to become, you know, definitely nothing um, that I lacked, but I will say that this has made me actually see things from a different perspective. You know, I have no friends here. I have, you know, some family friends who I'm close with and my cousins, but 
as it relates to like my social circles. Um, I'm, I'm working on building that, right? So mm-hmm. um, I'm a part of Southern University Alumni Seattle chapter. I'm a part of LSU Alumni chapter Seattle. Um, and of course, you know, I'm a member of the greatest fraternity in the world, Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Hey. Um, we have some chapters out here as well. So I've been meeting different brothers, um, you know, in passing and stuff like that. So I've been shown nothing but love here. Um, Seattle is definitely a melting pot. You know, the mountains are beautiful. Um, the people are great. So many interracial relationships, so many people just being able to, you know, just love and just thrive out here. And, you know, coming from the South, you see if somebody, if there's an interracial couple, you know, people have issues with that out here. It's so common. I see it every corner I turn. You know, I remember growing up in Louisiana. Um, I didn't see a lot of Native or Samoans, uh, Samoan uh, population. Mm-hmm. But when I moved here, I see them left and right, every corner, every store, this and that. And there are great people, right? Um, these people out here have treated me with nothing but respect. And I will tell people that, um, you know, being a social worker, Washington brings, provides opportunity. So, you know, within the South, with my master's in social work, I was limited to what I can do versus here. I'm actually a child welfare therapist now. Of course, I worked as worked as a mental health professional, worked as an investigator with the state in Louisiana. I had great positions that definitely have grounded me and molded me to be my best at what I do now because, you know, having a master's in criminal justice and social work, I've tapped into a lot of different areas. So coming to Seattle, it was like, I've arrived. Like, I'm here. I'm represented. They want to know how I'm feeling mentally. Do I need to take off work? Do I need support in this area versus coming from the South in wow. some areas? You know, inclusivity wasn't, you know, the the. I don't feel that that was the best or what people actually wanted necessarily. Um, but coming here, you know, I'm represented well. You know, there are so many organizations in place that provide services for me if need be. So I feel protected. I know that I'm loved. I know that I'm honored, I'm valued, and I still felt that way in the South, but it's actually brought into the forefront here. So if you have these issues, call this person, call this number, call this, like they actually have it out in front to where you act, you can actually see that nobody is definitely going to be left behind. And I can tell that that's something super important to you, one, because you're a social worker, and two, working in social services, public health, or any type of public you know, entity, um, as I'm a teacher right now and I work in a public school system, it's important, so important for us to care about our mental health. And I think that we threw it away a lot because the generations before us, you know, didn't really put much emphasis on mental health. And so that's one of the out with the old, in with the new mindsets that we've been developing in this spring cleaning season that mental health is important in every aspect of your life, whether that's at home, with your family, with your friends, and in the workplace. If it's important to you, mental health should be important to you. But if it's important Mm -hmm. to you, it's really important for you to make sure that you are talking with these companies, looking at these reviews, making sure that they care. Does administration care? about Mm -hmm. your mental health or your health in general or are you just a number or a person that's just clocking you know these things are important so i'm really glad again that you brought that to the forefront byron because 
I would love to know more about how you got to the space of understanding the importance of mental health for yourself and not just for your clients. Okay. Um, so I knew that this was something that I needed, you know, my mental health needed to be intact. I said this about five years ago. Um, you know, I've always said, you know, and, and I've never been suicidal. Thank God. I thought about that one time in ninth grade and it wasn't even to that extent. It was just a thought you thought about it, like a, a way out of scapegoat, something to, you know, just take you away. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you know, being in my thirties now, early thirties now, and being a social worker and just, you know, working with so many people, different populations I've worked with, you know, people who are very poor. I work with the most wealthy, but wealthiest people. But the thing is, within all of that, everybody had struggled with mental health. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what socio, you know, socioeconomic status you're in, mental health is real. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you have to make sure that you are really tapping into that, like being aware of your feelings, your thoughts and things like that, because you don't need those um, negative, you know, you don't need negative energy and people who are going to bring you down. So I knew five years ago, I was like, I'd rather be happy and living and thriving versus in the grave, you know, uh, attempting suicide or anything like that. And I knew it was very important for me because I was like, in order to be my best self, in order to be a great social worker, great brother, great uncle, et cetera, I knew that my mental health was very important. And I want to tell people this, um, this is really important. When it relates to your life and when it relates to mental health, you do not negotiate that at any cost. I don't care who you may lose within that transition, but you do not negotiate, negotiate your mental health for any reason because, for one, you're not honest with yourself when you do things like that. And you're also having to go back. You're going back and forth. It's like a rocker. You're going back and forth trying to balance your mental health when all you have to do is say things and put it in place. It is hard to do, but, you know, your therapist or whoever you connect with, um, they can really guide you and help support you through that. But luckily for me, you know, I'm already a therapist. I'm a social worker. So I know a lot about mental health. I've been working in the field for eight years, but being a black male, um, I will say a lot of my friends, both male and female, they reach out to me all the time and I always, I'm always able to give them solutions to whatever is going on and help them, you know, figure out certain things. Like I, even with my clients, I use a lot of solution focused focus therapy. Mm -hmm. And I also do a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy as well, but it's just, but that I don't use that with my friends and my family. But what I will say is I use certain aspects of that, mm -hmm. but it also allows them to understand and grow from whatever it is. Because I tell people all the time, like, you can't necessarily fault yourself for all of the things that you went through if you had no control. So it's really a sink or swim case. Um, and I just think about, you know, our beloved uh, sister who has, who is no longer here, Chesley Chris, and how I think about how beautiful she was. And, mm -hmm. you know, I often, often wonder, she was very successful, beautiful, but I always wonder, you know, did she have that support? Did she have people that she can actually talk to? Because there's a difference. You can have your social media, your industry friends, and mm -hmm. you can also have your friends in real life that you can actually come to and talk to, talk to about your problems, right? So, you know, and I had two uncles, what, two uncles that died last year, my mom's brothers, and I had maybe three to four cousins that died, right? Yeah. And I knew, I was like, you know, God, just please guide me, please show me, because right now I'm very emotional. 
I moved away from home. I'm so far away. And it wasn't the fact that I moved from Louisiana, but I I can't drive to Texas. I can't drive to Georgia. I can't go to North Carolina. And I 100% understand because I went through similar situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand that you're way further away than what I am. Um, an eight-hour drive is not the same as a two- to three-day drive. Right. Most definitely true. So, you know, it was more issues for me that I didn't, I hadn't overcome yet. And so, again, it was like you just said before, that sink or swim, there was more so I have to figure out how to create the life that I want for myself before I can make all of these finite decisions, which were, which was a big deal because the only way for me to really get my life on track was for me to get my mental health in order. Mm -hmm. And I had to let go of a lot of anger, pain, and false ideologies, you know, just thinking about an idealistic world, focusing on that a fake American dream that we're going after thinking that um, only inside of a box that, you know, if you don't allow college to really expand your mind outside of education, you're going to kind of put yourself in a bubble. So I kind of did that for myself. And so being able to really say out with the old and with the new developing new mindsets and networking, Mm -hmm. building relationships with people Getting in therapy and working with a therapist or working with a life coach, um, really finding out who you are, you know, for the longest time, you know, in your 20s, you don't really 100% know who you are. You're still developing. You're still basing yourself off your friends now, basing (laughs) yourself off social media and who your parents said that they wanted you to be or who you were and you know, just overcoming your trauma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, as you have started to develop and, you know, basically find your new self in Seattle, what have you learned? Um, That is okay, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I can elaborate on that. So, when I say it's okay, like, it's okay to live, like, enjoy life. You don't have to worry about the opinions of other people. You don't have to put yourself in a box. You don't have to explain. You don't have to do all of the whole nine. Like, you have no reason to do that. You know, I'm Christian, and I believe in God, and I know you are as well, Christian, and believe in God as well. So I owe nobody an explanation but God. And I say that because I pray, I go to church, I do what I'm supposed to do. Yet people in church, I'm saying is, I have a personal relationship with God mm-hmm. and I talk to him when I am going through issues and I talk to my current therapist, shout out to him. Um, great person. Um, he's African-American. So, you know, I, if I need to process anything, I have those friends. I have my family members, those who I choose to talk to, or I have those friends, those who I talk to and I trust about certain issues. So I have a support system to where that, allows me to just relax. So you know how some people are always on 10? Mm-hmm. I'm not on 10 anymore. I'm I'm much so more relaxed. But I didn't I needed to get away from the distraction. So I'm not saying Louisiana was a distraction, 
but I needed to go somewhere for me. And like you said earlier, like I've always wanted to go to places where my friends were, right? Mm-hmm. Because I know there were good vibe, great people, great energy. And although I think I mentioned this to you before, I don't think, I don't know if this will be my forever home. Am I against it? No. Do I miss the South? Yes. Am I open to coming back to the South soon? Maybe one day? Yes, I am, right? But mm-hmm. what I will do while I'm here, I'm going to get everything that I can, you know, from possibly getting some properties for renting out. You know, I'm going to leave Washington um, with a lot behind my name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm already making my mark and I have, I've only been here for a year and three months. And there are so many people that I know that have actually told me you've done more than what people that grew up here that I know that have went to college, excelled and did all of that. But I'm from this like, man, so I know that I got to get it. Like I yeah. have to get it. Like you literally got to get it or you're going to get left behind. And I always say, I didn't go to college, um, all these years to just sit around and play. Like I came to make a difference. I knew that I wanted my parents and my family to benefit from my blessings of achievement. And I'll stick to that forever, right? Um, Because I want them to have certain things. I want to create legacies as as I've already done, um, you know, so my family can, you know, have a reap the benefits of that. So, yeah. I love that, Byron. I love that. And I 100% agree with that. That's how I feel on my end as well so thank you for sharing that i 100 understand that um and i love how you said that you're going to get everything that you can because i mean again that's spring cleaning i'm going to get everything that i can in this season of my life to what i can Mm do so if i had to close this out with just a simple just a little monologue a little you know, just a synopsis of what you would tell people to spruce up for spring cleaning this month, what would be your little piece of advice? Tap into you. Tap into you. Um, And what that means is find out who you are. Find out why you have struggled with this. Find out why you may be feeling these type of emotions about certain things, like find out why, like get down to the bottom of it, at least start. So, you know, and it's, it is not considered to say you're sinking because you may be going through, you're actually swimming, trying to find a way, right? Mm-hmm. So you tap in to be your best self, like tap, tap in, in so you can be your best self. And it's very important because you don't want to get left behind. Like some of us have age, I mean, I'm 32 now, so, you know, I don't want to, if anything, by the time I'm 40 in eight years, I will not have any regrets. And I don't now, right? But I've been working my behind off to get to that. I've been working my behind off for this, for that. You know, the credentials I have, this and that. Like, I worked extremely hard for that. So what I will tell people is to tap into you, get it. Like, there's no reason for you to be left behind. There are too many resources and tools and too many people that we all know who can help guide us. Yes. And stay um, 100%, you know, you and, you know, keep the faith. As I mentioned before, I believe in God. So I talk to him every day. Mm-hmm. So just tap into you and be great. Tap into you. I love that. Tapping into you. And I mean, Byron, for sure, like you have been the, the Radio Shack King. Uh, you've been working <laughs> and getting it since I've been knowing you, since I've been knowing T-Mobile, Radio Shack, working, clocking, always having a job, always staying fresh. 
and most importantly, always being a very genuine person that I love dearly. Thank you, and I love you too. You know that, so yes, I appreciate it. So invite me back so anytime. <laughs> oh, you you duh, like of course. You know, this is our southern family here. We are here. And we are just representing each other and supporting each other. And I love it. And I support you, my brother, on this journey as you become one of the best social workers ever on the, what is that, the Pacific West? PNW, Pacific Northwest. Yes. So you already showed it up in the South. Now it's time to go and do more big things. And I know you can and I know you will. Thank you, my sister. I appreciate you. And happy... uh. Shout out to Courtney. Happy a Teacher Appreciation Appreciation Week. Yay! Happy Teacher Appreciation Week to all of the teachers out there killing it, shaping little minds with their big hearts. You deserve it. You deserve it all. And remember, even though it's Teacher Appreciation Week, it's also Mental Health Month, Mental Health Awareness Month. So I want everyone to be clear. Take care of your mental health. This is that spring cleaning that you're going to be tapping into yourself this season, as Byron said. And I want you guys to continue, continue to listen to talk sessions. And again, Byron, thank you so much for coming out and joining the podcast today. You've been amazing. Thank you as well. Thank you for having me. And you guys, I will see you back next week. Same time. Bye-bye. I'm not going to